is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello there. Welcome back to Lightsaber Radio, all you Star Wars nerds and far, far away family. Thank you for joining us this week. We've got a lot to get to. So one note is all of our thoughts, opinions, visions, everything. This is all of our thoughts. So feel free to listen. Feel free to like it. We want you to like it because we're going to give it to you. How's everybody doing today? We're all doing good. I'm good. I'm good. good. Glad to be here. Good. good. Yeah, quick. I'm excited for the next episode. Real quick, just to let everybody know, we're not Star Wars experts. We are fans, just like you. We listen to Star Wars. We watch Star Wars. We enjoy Star Wars. And these are all just our opinions. We're never claiming to be experts on Star Wars. That's not something that we're yeah. doing. We're here just to have a conversation and have fun. As we're going to find out a little bit later in Charlie's Impossible Quiz. Oh, are you ready? <laughs> no are matter ready? how much we think we are. <laughs> That's right. Oh. That's right. So let's jump right into it, folks. Uh, why don't we start out with the huge news of the week? Anybody oh. who wants to kick off on the oppressed one? I think Kyle is the most passionate about this. So go. <laughs> so as you might have heard, Disney is talking about changing the name of Boba Fett and Jango Fett's wonderful ship, Slave One. They want to change it. They don't want to use the word slave in it. And they don't even have a new name for it yet. They just are going to call it the ship. And I think that that's crazy. It's been around for 40 years. You have to think about it in a realistic manner. The reason Django named the ship the Slave One is because he is a bounty hunter. He goes and picks up people on this ship. He finds them, puts them on the ship. Now, for Disney to go in and just change the name is one of the biggest controversies that the Star Wars universe has went through in a while. Because why are you changing something? Star Wars fans are really getting upset with this fact that you guys want to go in and change things because of this cancel culture. You know, there's a reason that it was called that. There's a reason it's always been called that. And there's no reason to change it at this point. If you don't like it, don't watch Star Wars. You're not a true Star Wars fan if you want to go in and change George Lucas's creation to fit your own needs. It's not about you. It's about all of Star Wars. Okay, I'm done. Somebody else go. <laughs> go ahead, Charlie. I think it's really, really important to remember that with George Lucas and the original Star Wars films, everything was named for a reason. Everything was done for a specific purpose. And I think to turn around now to try and attempt to be woke in inverted commas and, you know, thoughtful to other communities and respectful, it just comes across as such a ridiculous choice. Like Kyle said, what are they going to name it? Boba Fett ship. Wow. Wow. The best bounty hunter in the whole gallop, Boba Fett ship. Well, if we, want to be, if we want to be completely PC, I'm thinking of forced to live and work against your will, ship number one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Garrison? I totally agree. I feel like 
what Charlie said, they're trying to come across as woke. And what it seems like, it doesn't seem really genuine. It seems like they're just trying to virtual signal, like, look, yes. at, look how woke we are, look how good we are. It's not, it doesn't seem sincere. It just seems like, hey, we're just doing this for attention so that people like us and we think we're so great. So number one, number so two. A quick note to that, it's, though. A quick note to that, we, we talked about Gina Carano and the cancel culture last week. How is this different? Because this is something that's been named, that was named 40 years ago. You know, it was what, 1980 when, uh, or it was before that, when did uh, Empire Strikes Back come? Empire Strikes Back came in 1980, but Boba Fett made his original appearance in the holiday special in 78. So They're already brushing up their knowledge, let's go. This is this is crazy that something is it's been around for 40 years. It's been called that for 40 years. So there's no reason to go in and change it. Now with the Gina Carano situation is this is happening now. This person came in and started saying things that was uncalled for and just disrespectful to people. Yep. And there was no need for her to do this. Now that's something you can cancel that out. You know, there ain't no point for that. You don't need to spread your hate through the Star Wars universe. But Slave One, that's just a name. So next thing you know, we're going to take the slave out of the English language because hmm, it's right. not appropriate. Like it's part of history. It's part of everything. The word slave is just a word. And a word has no meaning unless somebody takes offense to that. And that's on them exactly. that they took offense. It's just a word. Right. But, but doesn't the word it's, give something meaning anyway? Not necessarily. Yeah, like, it's all about intent. Garrison, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you, brother. No, no, no. You're totally good. Well, it's a word in the English language. And if you're choosing to get it over just word, I think you're I think it's more of a choice rather than that word specifically offends you. It's a word. So you're saying that, there, that the intent behind yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You have the to know intent. what the intent is. Right. Just like what word. just like what Kyle was saying. Like if I use a word intentionally to kind of hurt someone, then yeah, dude, that doesn't have a place. But if it's just a word on its own, the English language, you know, how many other words can we cancel just because, oh, they don't sound super good? That'd be half you know the I mean? English I language. Mean, right. Boba Fett wasn't necessarily a good guy. Like he named the ship for a reason. You know what I mean? It's called Slave One because it's supposed to strike a little fear. It's not supposed to be a jolly, happy ship like the unicorn one or something. You know, it's supposed to be a little, little bit darker, but that doesn't mean that it's like intending to offend anyone or that you should be offended by it. I don't know. The whole thing kind of just sucks you out of the story. Like it, it stinks that we have a lot of yeah. these like outside dramas <laughs> and outside debates with Star Wars because it takes us out of the story. It takes us out of the universe. We like to be sucked in and kind of be in this other world. And this kind of draws us back to reality. The, the very thing that we're trying to escape by watching all this stuff. Amen. Preach it, brother. I um, think it also frustrates me because being a, a slave is part of kind of the Star Wars story and the Star Wars journey. Anakin was a slave and you could argue if you want to view sort of Mandalorian culture and Mandalorian kind of society as almost slave-like, you could argue that both Boba and Jango were slaves. It just... It, <sighs> Disney could, you know, remove the episodes on the platform that are actually racially insensitive instead of going after an established, meaningful it just doesn't make any sense to me. It really, really frustrates me. And I'd like to consider myself a, a relatively woke person and empathetic towards minorities and minority communities. But this is just insane. So that means that they would insane. have to kill episode one, episode two, and episode three, like what you're saying, Charlie, because Anakin was a slave. They're going to have to get rid of the Mandalorian people. They're going to have to get rid of the Trandoshan race out of Star Wars lore because the Trandoshans are hunters and slavers. 
along with a couple other races. When you carry it to its logical conclusion, it makes even less sense. It becomes even more frustrating. And I, I absolutely support the, the fans who are saying, no, this isn't okay, change it back. There's a certain place, like I said before, it's about intent. The reality of it is that Star Wars and George Lucas made one of the biggest points to show what the world goes through, what the world is being gone through. George pulls from so many different sources when he wrote the original Star Wars. We're going through back in early 70s, you have the Vietnam War, you have all this stuff, you have social equality, you have all these things. And he drew for that. And that's why when you look at it, there was slaves in Star Wars because there was still a sense of slavery in the world at that time. There There still still is. is Yeah, there's still countries today that have slavery. If you even look at it in a in a true sense, we are all technically slaves to the upper class. Anybody that works and has to pay taxes and has to do all these things are slave to the people that force us to do something that we shouldn't have to do. What is it? Uh, financial indebt or um, indenture? You know, you're financially indentured because yeah. you're still being put into a situation of slavery. And George drew that. That's why the movie was called A New Hope because it's a way to push and get out of them type of situations. There's a way, there's hope. To free the oppressed galaxy from the empire that was oppressing them, absolutely. So are they gonna get rid of the fact that the empire enslaved the Wookiees? Are they gonna get rid of the fact that the empire, if you was not of human descent, you were not equal in the eyes of the emperor? Palpatine didn't like other species. These are all things that George Ryan to because these are the things that the world is going through that the world is still going through today in 2021. We're still going through these things. And right, right. And George has said on several occasions that everything that he has ever written, put into paper too, names, races, everything has a meaning. The slave thing and the slavery, just kind of like what Kyle said, it's in Star Wars for a reason. In no way does it condone slavery and say it's okay. In fact, it does the opposite. It shows that, you know, slavery was a, was a very real thing and still is a real thing in some some places and that it's a terrible thing. But that through hope, like we can overcome it and by pulling together and, you know, it's all about improvement, how we can defeat it. You know what I mean? I think that's what Star Wars was all about, like through this slavery or through these bonds, or through this bad thing, we can overcome it. So in no way is it condoning slavery, it's doing the opposite, saying how we well, can Well, that was the it. whole point of the rebellion. Yep. You know, the rebellion fighting against the oppressor, which was the empire. It's the same thing that almost every culture in this world has went through at some point or another. And that's why George put it in there so you could you could have hope. And like you said earlier, Garrison, there's a the whole point of Star Wars is to take me out of the environment and let me be free of all the crap that the world got going on and be engulfed my imagination, my 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 feelings and everything engulfed into the Star Wars universe. When I put on a movie or a book or I'm reading a book or anything, I'm not worried about anything else that's going on in this world. At that point, I am watching Star Wars. That is taking me away from all the other stuff that's going on in the world. It's taking me away from all that stuff. I was going to ask, how do you put on a book? Well, audio book. <laughs> or I could put it on a computer screen and read it off the computer screen. Oh, I've never before. Fair enough. But um, there's a certain place where some people use alcohol. Some people use drugs. I watch Star Wars. That's how amen, I, amen. That's amen. my escape from the work. That's how I can take my mind off of everything else, my job, my the other podcasts, the, you know, haters, trolls, everything else in the world. 
and I can focus on one thing, that's Star Wars. And then that causes me to be creative and want me to create more. Then I'm right. next thing you know, I'm doing cosplay, something that my friend Charlie here is excellent at. Yes. I, I can, it'll give me a thing. Oh, I want to use Lil Vader and do this, this new little skit. Or I want to do some Star Wars jokes, or I want to do this, or I'll hear something that's said on Star Wars that activates my brain to want to be creative. And that's my outlet of the world. Like I said, some people use drugs, some people use alcohol, some people, you know, sex, whatever, whatever is your out out for that moment to get your mind out of the real world, Star Wars is mine. And yeah. when people go in and they want to change Star Wars and they want to change the, the meanings behind Star Wars all because of a word, that just pisses me off. Because quit messing with excellence just quit messing with it. Just leave it alone. Don't, There's nothing don't, wrong with it. Don't hold back, Kyle. Tell us how you really feel. Come on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Charlie? I am, um, again, off the back of Kyle's point, Star Wars has always been a lens through which to view the world. It's dealt with everything from death, grief, being abandoned, losing your family. It covers these hard, emotional, deep topics, but in a way that's accessible to everyone. I have always said this, Star Wars is and always will be for everyone. Yes. And that's what makes it so magical. And I think, obviously, we can criticize George Lucas for going back and tinkering with the prequels, but we won't talk about that. But I think this is another case of the bigwigs interfering where they don't need to interfere. And it, it just, just leave it alone. Well, just well, if leave they want to cancel culture or something, cancel culture something real in the world, like what's going yes. on with the people in Africa. Leave exactly. the perfection of Star yes. Wars alone. Garrison, what yes. you got, dude? Right along what you were saying, Mark, like it just seems by taking out something as slave, it's very small. It's not doing anything. They haven't done anything big. It's just a virtue signal. Do something real. If they, right. If they really <laughs> want to do something, there are so many issues in the world that they could focus their attention on. There are so many real problems that we could try to tackle together, but instead they're focusing on a little word. You know what I mean? So oh. it feels like it's not really doing anything besides showing, hey, look at us. Like Garrison said, it's just virtue signaling at this point, and that comes across as really insincere. Yeah, it's like people are wanting to look like they're doing something without actually doing something. Yes, 100%. And I, yeah. and, and I was doing some research after this came out, and it's kind of amazing where there are symbols and words and everything that can be canceled out of everything in Star Wars. Did you guys know that Darth Vader's helmet is a cross between a Nazi helmet and a samurai's helmet? True story. Nope. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. And a lot of people fail to realize that, that when George was creating Star Wars, he drew from every part of the world. He, he was really yes. into the samurais. He was really into ancient Greek mythology. He drew from so many the Shaolin temples, the Japanese samurai was, these were, come on, think about what a Jedi is. It's basically a samurai with a lightsaber. Yeah. Instead they, of they a have sword. a code of honor. Absolutely. They follow the same thing. So if somebody that's from Japan that's really into the Japanese culture, they don't look at this as, oh, he, he stole our stuff. Let me let, let's cancel culture. It. He, they don't do that. Going off of what Charlie said and what well, basically what everybody's been saying this whole time is you want to sit back and you want to take a name out of it like you're doing something. You have trillions and trillions of dollars. Why don't you donate some of that money to yes. Black Lives Matter or to yes. 
uh, the the alphabet people. I'm gonna keep using that. <laughs> you know, or, 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 or how about violence against women? I mean, these real issues. There's there's real there's real issues where you can put some of that money into because you're making billions and billions of dollars off of everything that Star Wars has to offer. You're making all this money, Disney. Take that money, invest it into some of these causes, and really make a change. Amen. You're not changing anything by taking the name Slave One out of Star Wars. Right. You're not changing anything. Right. All you're doing is appeasing a few people. And that's not a big enough change to make any real difference in the world. And it's funny you mentioned that because what I was going to say a second ago is that this movement, this Cancel Slave One movement, it started in America because in America, we have real issues. Violence against women, Me Too, Black Lives Matter, a real racial divide in America. And so everybody is trying to be all PC about everything, do something that really matters against or help out these causes and things of that nature. Did you notice that nobody in Europe, nobody in China, nobody in South America, none of these places were calling for slave one to be canceled. This is a case of the tail wagging the dog trying to get, as Kyle said, a few people to feel like they're doing something. Whenever I read this, I, I needed a blood pressure pill and I don't even have high blood pressure. Garrison, what you got, dude? It's kind of for money, you know, if you think about it, they're doing it to say, look at me, we're so woke, we're, we, you know, we're, we're so good and they're hoping more people will like them and give them more money. You know, it's an investment. It's view it from a purely pessimistic viewpoint. It's just to get more money. Um, which is kind of sad. And that but, is what the then, world is slave to. The world is slave to exactly. money. Yes. So if anything, it's just causing more of a problem. And then I guess number two, like just the fact that you're like canceling these things and deleting these things. It's like they were real things that happened. And I think those who don't learn history or choose to forget it are only doomed to repeat it. Hey, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly um, right. Kyle, what you they, got, dude? They show that in Star Wars. They show that in Star Wars. So we have the prequel trilogy, it came out, it shows you what happens when you allow dark forces to make changes into the world. Then Anakin turns to Darth Vader and he goes through and the Empire takes over and they control. And then as soon as they get rid of the Empire, not too long after people start doing the exact same thing because everybody's trying to get rid of the Empire and all the Empire residual stuff that has to do with the Empire. And they turn around and then you got the new thing. And it's the same bad thing happening again. You uh, can't, like you said, it's just gonna repeat itself. We we gotta stop looking at the, the and, this, and this is the entire world. We have to stop looking at these little minute things and start looking at the overall picture. There's no such thing as all this other stuff. We're human. It's us and the rest of the world. It's humans and then you have animals. Dogs don't look at each other like, oh, that's that's a different type of dog. They don't look at it. It's just another dog. Whales don't look at each other. Oh, that's a killer whale. Oh, that's a, a great white or whatever the situation. Great white saying whale. <laughs> no, they looking at these different things. They don't pay attention to what type. They, you don't see a pit bull looking at a chihuahua and saying, oh, it's, it's a chihuahua. They don't do that. It's just another dog to them. They don't care about none of that stuff. We're the only It's because we're stupid. The planet. <laughs> we're the only animals on this planet that look, each, look at each other and, and treat each other differently because of looks or uh, an opinion or a thought or, you know, something that makes you different. Difference is what makes you special. 
There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every person's an individual because of your difference. If we were all the same, we would be, be stormtroopers. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the listeners can't see this, but Kyle's face is as red as my hair, and it looks like his vein is about to pop raging. out on his head. <laughs> oh, mercy. It sucks because Star Wars has been part of my life my whole life. I love Star Wars. I love watching Star Wars. It gives me my break away from reality. And when they go in and they start messing with it all over some money or to try to appease somebody or to try to make somebody happy and you can't make everybody happy. George didn't try to make everybody happy. He just made what he wanted to make and it was great. Why are you messing with perfection? Okay, to to speak to that point and just to kind of ease the tension a little bit, if we're going to cancel something, Mickey needs to put on a shirt, Donald needs to put on some pants, (laughs) and as a callback to last episode, we need more love, not hate. Yes. I mean, and that's the reality of the situation. I mean, it's just, it really does. It scares me because it's like something as simple as a name of a ship. They're going to change. What are they going to change next? Oh, we can't use lightsabers because it promotes violence? Or we can't do this because it promotes this. Or we can't bring back Mace Windu because and that's going against Christianity. You know, people don't come back from the dead in Christianity. It's like, dude, you can't make everybody happy. So stop trying to make people happy. Just make content that's going to give us something to enjoy. But they do because Jesus came back. That's the core of Christianity. Charlie, what you got? (laughs) Pretty slow. I'd argue, I'd argue that at this point, Star Wars is an institution. Leave it alone. Just let it be what it is. And it has, it has stood the test of time over. How long has it been now since the first film came out? It came out in 1977, 44 years. Yes, it did. It has stood the test of time as one of the most well-loved devoted fan bases. Thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people across the world love this with every cell of their being. That's Kyle. Um, Leave it alone. Just let it be. So have we beat this dead horse enough? I think so. No, we have. We should talk about it the whole episode because it pissed me off. Oh, oh, it's pissed all of us (laughs) off. It's, It's pissed any true Star Wars fan off. It's tune just, in for tune in for a bonus episode that's just Kyle having a rant. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, it, it upsets me so much because my biggest problem is a lot of people don't remember the time of no Star Wars. You know, we went yeah. years with no Star Wars. There was nothing that had to do with Star Wars. And we were anticipating, like, is George ever going to bring out more Star Wars? He keeps on making Indiana Jones. Can we get some more Star Wars? You know, we want more Star Wars. And then they finally come out with more Star Wars that all people did was complain. Like, really? I went through that years of no Star Wars. Like, there was no Star Wars. I, you know how many times I watched the original trilogy? Because there wasn't no other Star Wars. That's it. You just had the original trilogy and a couple the Ewok special that was just terrible. And then you had the Christmas special. The Christmas Don't special. You, talk to me about that, Christmas you, special. Oh, man. you did not get no Star Wars. And people fail to realize now we have Star Wars hand over fist. We got so much Star Wars, it's coming out our ears, and people are complaining about simple exactly. things. Exactly. Simple things. Like a name? It's a name. It's a word. It has no meaning unless you give it meaning. So these yes. people out here, they're giving the word meaning. You know, and we're, you and we're giving it. them meaning by continuing to fuss and cuss about it. <laughs> and it just, it just, or, or it, I guess validation rather than meaning. But yeah, it's just a word. It's it, it's no other. Like somebody told me one time, a cuss word is a word that evokes a response. So somebody cusses at you. Only way that it works is if you respond to what they're saying. Well, daggum so, it to heck. So if you don't <laughs> respond. Then, then words have no meaning. Right. Amen. So if the words have no meanings, 
Why are people responding to something that's been around for 40 years? It's not like this happened yesterday. It's not like, oh, we're going to name the ship in the book of Boba Fett that ain't even out yet. We're going to call it Slave One. And then everybody started flipping out about it. No, this name has been there for 40 years. So, so does this mean that you're going to be signing the petition to keep the name? Oh, I, I already you. signed it. I, I already you. went on there and signed it. I signed it as soon as Signed I found it. it last night. I'll make five separate email accounts so we can mm -hmm. sign it five mm -hmm. times. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. So don't change the damn name. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. There you Amen. Amen. So let's pivot because we don't want Kyle being on here really bursting a blood vessel. Let's pivot to the latest episode of The Bad Batch. I'll give a quick recap and then we'll give our thoughts and discussions and rumors and then we'll see what happens. And this so, is a, definitely a spoiler alert for me because I haven't even watched it. Oh, big spoilers. Well, actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's actually a spoiler because by the time that, that this episode drops, it'll be next Thursday. So spoilers for anybody who's not watched episode 10, Kyle, but pretty much just a recap for everybody else. I already know what happened, so it's not a big deal. Fair enough. All right, this episode is called Common Ground on Raxus Secondus, which was the home world of the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars. The Empire institutes new laws with the support of local Senator Avi Singh. While addressing the public at the very last second, the Senator speaks out against the Empire and he's then arrested. His protocol droid hires Sid to help rescue Singh and she sends the Bad Batch who are reluctant to help anything anyone consider to be a separatist during the Clone Wars. They leave Omega behind for her safety because of the bounty hunters that are coming after. And while she's left behind, she wins Sid enough money playing space chess to pay off the Bad Batch's debt. With the help of the protocol droid, the Bad Batch do rescue the Separatist Senator and take him to Sid for payment. Who wants to lead off? The overall aspect of the show, it showed us two things. One, that there's a lot more to Omega than what we're estimating because we take her force sensitivity. She shows a lot of traits to having force sensitive reactions to things. And there is, but they've kind of proven that she's not force sensitive, or at least they've tried to explain that. But a lot of it comes back to her just overall aspect of having Django's DNA in her or being a clone of Django. Because a lot of people don't know about Django depending on if you're going off the legend side or the canon side but on legend side Django actually was he was a master of strategy he killed five jedi with his bare hands and that's why he was selected to be the what is Template. it called me the template for the clones because of his strategic abilities his fighting abilities and to be able to take out five jedi with his bare hands and that's on legend side canon side is a little bit different he was just found and they liked the fact that he had never missed a bounty that he was sent on so they were like this is a perfect person he had never been shot or wounded in any battle so that showed a lot of things and his strategic personality to be able to come in and strategically be able to capture anybody he was sent to capture so that's kind of where the strategy so it doesn't necessarily mean that she's force sensitive because i think dave has kind of put the wraps on that but she might have a keen aspect when it comes to Django's abilities i think her and boba um are by not being enhanced they got a lot of his traits that are well, already awesome to begin with but another thing that kind of worries me, and I don't know if this is where it's going to go, but it kind of worries me. Is Omega going to be a bad guy? Ooh. Because she is at 10 years old showing some 
some things that if she ever decided to become the bad guy, she is going to be a real force to be reckoned with because of the things that she can do. She could be like a real pain in the ass for the universe if she goes bad. And the only reason I did this popped in my head is because of the simple fact she's with the Bad Batch. She is seeing a lot of negative things, battles, stuff that a 10 year old should not be seeing without the proper guidance. Mm -hmm. She could very easily go to being the bad guy. What do you guys think? Charlie, you're up next. There was this really beautiful moment um, in the middle of the latest episode. Omega's playing the hollow chess game and um, the lizard lady, I can't remember her name. Sid. Sid, thank you. She asks Omega how she's so good at this and Omega looks at her with her big eyes and says, it's a strategy game. I'm good at strategy. I love that. I think that opens up so much speculation about her gifts. To have those abilities at such a young age to be able to think that many steps ahead, then what's she going to apply that to later on? It's I, she's oh I love her so much something that came into my mind especially while watching this chess game is how she can like think ahead and think the next move ahead and I know we like don't think she's force sensitive because she's a clone but just let me go on a little bit of a tangent here Anakin doesn't have a father so technically you know his father's the force you know he came from um just his mom we know his mom wasn't necessarily force sensitive at least we don't know that she is so what if I think it's possible. I'm not saying this is true, but what if it's possible that she she is force sensitive? Maybe Palpatine, even though she is a genetic clone, maybe Palpatine did something with her, used the force to make her force sensitive. I don't know, but I think it's I don't know. Just the more I see her, and I know like we don't know for sure, but the more I the more I see her, the more I see her in the episodes, the way she acts, the what she's good at, she just seems so force sensitive. At first, the first couple episodes, I was like, no, but now it's, oh man. That's something that is, I hadn't thought about that, thought about it like that, because force alchemy and manipulation of metachlorians within the force is one of Palpatine's traits. But I still believe to a certain extent that Palpatine don't know about her. A lot of people are bringing up the fact that Palpatine worked with the cloners, but it, there's no real evidence that he was ever personally around any of the uh, of the cloners. He wasn't around them. He might have been Sidious and holograms, but he there's never a point where he's there with them. Now, we know that he has dealing with the banking clan, and I know that the, all the stuff goes through the banking clan. There's no point that, that I can remember where he was actually with them, but he has a lot of ties to them. Because if you remember, it was Tyrannus acting like, or Count Duke, whatever you want to call him, that is actually the one that went to them to get the clone army bit using the name of a Jedi. Mm. But there is the fact of the way that Sidious was and his patience and everything, a lot of the traits that most Sith don't have, that he might know about her. I don't personally think so, but there is a possibility that he knows about her and that he did some type of force alchemy or uh, manipulations of the midichlorians. Because even though they're clones, they still have metachlorians in them. Every living thing or everything in the universe has metachlorians in it. That's what binds the universe together. I mean, there's still a possibility. I just don't personally believe that. I just think that she's just that dope because she's an unaltered clone of Django and Django was dope. And he had a lot of these abilities. Because if you really follow out the history of the Jedi, there was only one Mandalorian that ever showed Force traits. That's it. There's only one Jedi Mandalorian. And but, he was but, the holder. But Django of the wasn't a Mandalorian, though. Yeah, that's true. But well, it depends on which way you look at it. Because if you're going off of Legends, the Fets wore a Mandalorian group. 
they were uh, one of the the clans of the Mandalorians. The Fets were. So it just d depends on which side you're looking at. If you're looking at canon side or and well, this is the thing also too because if you look off the legend side, at one point Boba becomes the Mandalorian. Mm. He is, and he's technically not Mandalorian because he's a clone of Jango, which is definitely crazy. But on legend side, it, it shows something different. So it just depends on if you're adopted into the Mandalorians, what majority of the Mandalorians are adopted into one of the clans. We don't even know if the only Mandalorian, uh, Tarvesla, if he was a Mandalorian, because a lot of a lot of different cultures were adopted into the Mandalorian into in the clan. So just well, we, like we, we know that Din Djarin was for sure. Yeah, the Djarin mm, was. Uh, I don't know, just back to the whole Maybe Palpatine doesn't know about it. I know I was just arguing this before, but maybe Palpatine, huh. maybe you're right, huh? Because if Palpatine didn't know about her, you think the Empire would show a little bit more drive to get her, but it seems like the, the Empire doesn't even care or know about her at all. You know, the Kaminoans. Dude, it's just the more that I see her, she, the more that I see her in the show, the more things she does, she just seems like so special. And so maybe I just underestimated Jango Fett so much, and he's way more awesome than I thought, but she just seems so force sensitive or something. If I can be a bit... Oh, go ahead, Charlie. Um, no, I was just going to say that um, I'm really enjoying the development for particularly um, Hunter and his relationship towards Omega and learning that he can't just shout at her like he would shout at his fellow clone troopers. He has to actually be kind and understanding and empathetic. And I am I know they're the Bad Batch, Kyle, and I know they should be evil and mean, but I'm such a sucker <laughs> for the unexpected dad storyline. Oh, it makes my heart warm. It really does. But good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. I, 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 if, I could be, uh, if I could be a bit boring for just a moment, I want to be, uh, I, I noticed a couple technical things that I wanted to see if you guys caught. Anybody that has watched the Clone Wars, did this feel like a big turn of events and it felt more like an episode of the Clone Wars rather than where we're at in the intense Bad Batch arc? That's point one. Anybody? I thought so. Like I said, I didn't get to watch the episode, but from the other episodes that I've watched, it seems like this is something that could turn out to be part of it, like the Clone Wars because I think we were kind of left in a, in, in a point when Order 66 was introduced. So we have the clone and now they're, 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 they really don't have a purpose other than to fulfill Order 66 and whatever transition. And CJ last week brought up a really good point. Uh, he brought the point that it would be great if there was a point in time where the new enlisted stormtroopers have to fight the clone troop. And I think that that would be like a great ending to the Clone Wars. Because technically, we're still in the Clone Wars, even though the Empire is over. The, the clones are still mm -hmm. the ones that are enforcing the laws of the Empire. But you have the Rebels. You know, we've already had Saw Guerrero in the episode. We know that the Rebel Alliance is starting to build at this point. So I just think there's a fact of time where I would love to see that the clones end up fighting with the, with the enlisted soldiers. I think that that would be a really great ending to the Clone Wars. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just really, I agree with you. I'm excited to see that transition from like kind of a clone force to more of the stormtrooper force. Mm. And the full transition from um, like the Republic to the Galactic Empire. I just, I'm excited to see just all of the logistics and the transition. Even though we only saw Omega for not more than a couple, three minutes, I really felt like that this was Omega's coming out party to showcase her skills yes. to where she is a valuable member of Clone Force 99. Finally, she has a purpose. 
And I, well, I, I love that. I feel like it, it's going to be really nicely utilized over the next couple of episodes. Right. So, and at the end of that episode, who do you think won that chess game? Well, Hunt, Hunter, of course. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we, we all, it was pretty well applied that Omega would wipe the floor with him. Well, and <laughs> you have to think about it from my understanding. They really need a strategist on their side. They need somebody to, sure. they're just kind of running in butt force at this point in every operation that they go into or every task yeah. that sends them on. And, and, and that's or very evident. That was, just to speak to that point, it's very evident because halfway through the rescue mission, Hunter turns to uh, speak with Omega and Tech and Tech says, well, this is going to be physically impossible. You left Omega behind. Yeah, there's some uh, definitely some and I different think, responses oh, to the overall aspect of what's going to happen. Because there's so many different ways. And th I have to give it to Dave when he writes these episodes and whoever else writers he has working with him to write these episodes, they, they're leaving it open for interpretation a lot, which gives us something to talk about. That's the whole reason this podcast is mm -hmm. here, because it gives us something to talk about. It gives us something to speculate on and something to look at as what can happen next because he's really leaving it open that it can go in multiple different directions. I mean, there's so many different ways that the Bad Batch can go at this point. It's like the universe at this point. I mean, it can go into so many different directions that he could take it and still lead to somewhere where we're, where it sends us into the next part. And that's something that I've really been enjoying is the fact of, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, I mean, and like I said, that's the reason we're here talking is because he's leaving us at a pivotal point that it could go in so many different directions. Yep. Did anybody and I else... love that he's done that. Oh, absolutely. Did anybody else get the feeling that as soon as the episode started, whenever somebody starts out a speech with the Empire is not your enemy, that the absolute opposite is true? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see if, any, if anybody else caught that. Wow. I did. Uh, one of the things that I thought was super, super cool was that little, um, the Separatist guy. I don't know what his name is, but the kind of the representative, the leader of that area. Yeah, I'll um, be saying the senator. Put, yeah, the senator. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He got put up to give a speech. And I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Like, I know we've seen it before, but just the fact that, like, he's standing up to the bad guys, even though the bad guys have all the power, even though the bad guys have all the leverage, he doesn't care. And he's going to stand up to him. He's not going to roll over and let them push well, him but, but, but he made that decision at the very last second because he was going right. up there to go ahead and embrace the empire. Right. Well, and this is the thing that, and he kind of, I think he was kind of in a, in a certain aspect. He's like, wait a minute, I got y'all. And now y'all are taking over my planet. What are y'all talking about? What do you mean? We got to follow the empire's rules. Like what, 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 what are you, what are you talking about safe and all this different thing? Right. We, the, I'm a separatist. I got y'all here. There wouldn't even be no empire if it wasn't for me. And now I think he really realized I might've made the wrong choice. You know, I might've made a little bit of a wrong choice here. Hmm. So is the rebellion to restore the Republic the new separatist? Um, if you look at it in a technical form, whoever's in charge, or so like in the beginning, it was the Republic, was the people in charge and the separatists were against them. So now you have the empire that's in charge, the rebel alliance would be the new separatist. Even even though, it, even though in that uh, deleted scene where we had Leia, or uh, yeah, Leia, Mon Mothma and a few other senators saying, expressing, we are not separatists. We just are not condoning what the chancellor is doing. Well, at that and point, I, he wasn't I, the chancellor no more. He was the emperor. <laughs> right. And I think that's interesting, like, to think back, like, during the Clone Wars, the separatists were 
the bad guys, but there were so many, like, we got a couple episodes where we met, like, kind of real separatists, like normal separatists, not the mm. ones that were big leaders, but the normal separatists. And what they believed, how they weren't that far from the truth. Like, they were actually kind of right in a way. Yeah, their leaders were bad guys, but they were kind of right. The Empire, or the Republic, wasn't what it was all cracked up to be. And it was under control of someone that not many people knew about. You know, Palpatine had his plan, and whether separatists knew about it or not, they were kind of in the right. Because if they had ended up winning, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have worked out the same way. Mm. So it's kind of cool to see how they're, although they disagree so drastically, they both kind of had the same idea in common. They both wanted similar things. It feels like the Democratic and Republican parties here being both sides of the same coin in America. Exactly. Yeah. Or how to keep switching back and forth yeah. on their on their political views. Yeah. There's something that I, I think back to a lot. And it's when Count Dooku had Obi-Wan Kenobi on Geonosis and he tells him the Republic Senate is controlled by a Sith Lord. And I don't Obi-Wan, believe you. And <laughs> yes. like, I don't believe you. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it kind of goes back to that to a certain extent, because now you have the separatists. I don't believe this is happening. I helped you guys get here. And now you're taking over my planet. What What is going on here? Because the ideas that Palpatine put into into effect when he was in his transition of taking over and creating the first galactic empire was the ideas that these people had on a different type of Rand Republic. So they were fighting for the ability to have change, real change. Now, they didn't so much get the change that they wanted, but a lot of times we get into these type of things, uh, Slave One, where you think you want to change, <laughs> but that's not really the change that you want. Be, be careful for what you want. You just might get it. I just thought this last episode was pretty cool because it just showed like how they were hesitant to even help someone that was called a separatist. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, they're a separatist. They, I can't help them. And it shows how, you know, even though we're different, even though we're labeled different things and we might go different ways doing things. At the end of the day, we all kind of want the same thing. And I think, yeah, we go into Star Wars to escape real world, but also it can teach us things about the real world. So that's my little that's TED talk point. today. Thank that, you. That, 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 that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> Calling back to something you were saying there a second ago, whenever Dooku had Kenobi up in the chains, it was just showing that the Jedi Council had a huge blind spot to the cancer that was right in their own back door. Big and time. Basically, the same thing happened with the Separatists. They didn't realize what they wanted was just a manipulation that Palpatine was manipulating them to get what he wanted. And they didn't realize who he really was. I mean, we can look at throughout all the movies, through everything that Star Wars has been about these hidden agendas. And with these hidden agendas, you don't really know if you are fighting for the right thing or not. Because it's all based on a... From a certain point of view. Yeah, from a certain point of view and you you get stuck and then you're looking back and the only people that really have this real idea are the people that are being forced to do something that they don't want to do. Look at the clones and I'm pretty sure all the clones, they fought with these Jedi and then a chip activated and now they're forced to kill the Jedi. And when you look at it, it's like now everybody is being forced to do something. The whole galaxy is being forced. Yep, yep. And it brought up a point that I was thinking about. Something that you said last week, Mark, about the Empire getting rid of the Kaminoans. Do you really think that the first test of the Death Star was actually on the Kaminoans? Absolutely. And they just destroyed the whole cloning. Absolutely. destroyed the whole planet. Before they ever did it to, uh, but before they ever went to Dantooine I mean, and then Alderaan, yeah. To Alderaan, I mean, yeah. You know, they, 
I was thinking about that last week. Like, what if Mark was right and they just completely obliterate the Kaminoans? And that was like the first point that they destroyed a planet. Because you got to understand where the Death Star was being built. Nobody knew that this was happening. Right. Nobody right. knew about Kamino. It was stricken from the Jedi archives. So, like, that would be a great place to build this because nobody know about it. I was just thinking about that after we got done with the episode last week. I was just sitting there thinking like, hey, Mark might be on something. That would be a great place huh. to test it. Now you got rid of all the clones. And you've you got, got a good hiding spot to build your Death Star. Or all yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. Just curious, did anybody catch the fact, uh, again, sorry, Kyle, but did anybody catch the fact that even though laser fire was being rained down upon CF-99, that they would only fire back stun shots? They don't want to hurt their brothers. I noticed that. No. Yeah. Because they still consider the, the clones brothers that just haven't been freed, Slave One, from their mind control. Huh. This is something that goes back to what Charlie said is, you can really mm -hmm. see Hunter's heart. Yeah. Hunter has a heart like Rex. He has a heart for the right. He has a heart for doing what is good. Every time Sis gives them a thing to go do, he's like, oh man, we don't want to do this, man. I, this isn't right but they have to pay their debt. And that brings us on to a great conclusion of the next episode. They don't owe a debt to Sid anymore. I still Omega think that they'll take jobs from her to get money though. Absolutely. If I was them, I wouldn't even have to do it. I'd just keep doing the chess games and, or the jark or whatever it's called. I'll just keep doing that and let Omega just get, stack up a gang of loot and go somewhere. <laughs> you cannot take a 10 year old girl <laughs> to Nar Shaddaa, the empire or the universe's version of Vegas, to win mad credits. Charlie, what you got? What is it about Star Wars and forced child labor? Good God. <laughs> Slave one. Wait, what? <clears throat> that, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. I think it's a really important sort of step towards their, their freedom. I think it's another kind of like sort of milestone in, in terms of storytelling. They've paid off their debt. That's another step to being free within the galaxy as it stands now. And I, I love that. Now, a question though, speaking to that, they were free, quote unquote, before, but they were broke as a joke and had no really place to call home base. They were alone in the galaxy. So they were indentured to uh, Sid, of course, but she also kind of gave them purpose as well, which is something that yeah. they were really scrounging around for. Absolutely. That would be hard if you were a clone and you've been fighting this battle for all these years that the Clone Wars was going on or however much time it was, and then not to have a purpose at all. Like, we don't have no purpose. What are we What are we supposed to do now? I think that would be very hard. And I think that's something that afflicts them in every episode. And you see that. I mean, you really see that they're like, okay, uh, what are we going to do next? And it gave them purpose, but you see their reluctance to do these things because they know it's against what's right. You know, they're like, man, we're, we're, we're soldiers. We're not it men. We're not politicians. You know, we're not none of these things. We don't do these things. All we do is we go and we we kill people because we are told to do it. And now we're not doing that. Or right. we go in and finish the battle so other people don't get hurt. That's the whole purpose of Clone Force 99. They went in and they cleaned up and made sure that other people didn't, uh, their clone brothers didn't have to get killed fighting in these battles that they could just go in and, and end very quick. I didn't think about that. I think that's a good point. Back to kind of what we talked about last episode, like if this was like not like a kid show, not such a kid show, you could go in a whole bunch of different directions mm -hmm. how dark that feels. Like where they really, it feels like they've lost their purpose. You know what I mean? You can get kind of dark with that. Star Wars tackling the tough social issues. Mm -hmm. If you if you really think about it, well, they're all alone without a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One thing that I noticed, and it just really made my heart warm, was whenever the senator was getting ready to be interrogated from back 44 years ago from A New Hope, the inter- the big ball interrogator droid, the womp, 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 womp. They had that sound in there and it was just so awesome. <laughs> Whenever they bring something back from the past, it shows staying power. <laughs> Slave one. <laughs> it shows us how much that they're trying to keep the original parts of Star Wars part of these new live action shows and the animated series. I look at it as Dave and John's way of giving a show that's available to every Star Wars fan, no matter which part of Star Wars you lean towards the most. Right. And I think they're doing an excellent job of that. Absolutely. It brings you back to the original, you know, us old part of Star Wars. It appeals to the new age Star Wars fan. Um, it, it appeals to everybody. And that's one of the things that I think that Dave and John are doing such a great job. Yeah. They're really giving us Star Wars in a whole. And it allows for the old and the new stuff to be integrated into Star Wars. So they can bring back the legend stuff of Star Wars and the the old Sith and the Mandalorian Wars. They can bring all that stuff in and they can create new things because of the direction. Like I said, it's an infinite direction that they can take this to lead us to a point where it all makes sense. Absolutely. I think that's what their goal is. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. Whenever I heard the uh, the interrogator droid, Captain Um, there I go again. Whenever I heard the interrogator droid in yesterday's episode, I remembered back whenever Clone Force 99 was going after Saw Gerrera on Seleucami, the probe droid, the Amsterdam amp down, Amsterdam down. It was just, just really cool. There's just so many places that this can go. And it just makes it so phenomenal as Star Wars fans to be in this time period where you have the Bad Batch doing what they're doing and we know the Book of Boba Fett is coming out and we know that these new movies is coming out and it gives us something to look forward to and knowing that we're probably not going to be too disappointed. Now there's going to be people out there that always is that's going to hate it but the Star Wars, the where the franchise is going in my opinion, I think they're headed in the right direction. Now if they execute Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see where it comes to. But I think that Dave and John, and I know I've been name dropping a lot, but they're doing, I think they're, they're doing an excellent job on creating a sense of Star Wars again, instead of just tossing out whatever, just to see what it takes. Well, even if they, they're, they're putting out massive amounts of content at a prodigious rate, even if I like 98% of it, that's still 98% more than what we had for 20 years in the, in the, dead zone in the desert of not having any Star Wars except for EU books. So all Star Wars is good Star Wars, even if I don't agree with a little piece here and there, you know. So let's see here. Does anybody have any other thoughts on Bad Batch? All right. All right, Garrison. I think I need to watch the episode now because I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, I, I, I apologize. I take prodigious notes, and yes, my my intros might be a little long. It's just I want everybody, all of us, to be able to talk about things, and it really lives up to me being the to me be really being tech from the Bad Batch. Whenever I took the quiz, I was tech. It's a good refresher. I don't know. I think the Bad Batch has gotten a lot more entertaining, I feel, from the first episode. Yes, first episode's like, don't get me wrong, I like them, but like it's just get, it's getting a lot better than what I was expecting. Yeah. So it, it just keeps making me happier and happier, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Charlie, you got anything else on the Bad Batch, or are we ready to move on to your impossible quiz? I think we might be ready to move on. 
Does anybody have any other news or rumors before we get absolutely stomped by the lady in the room? Uh, there was something. Oh, damn it, Kyle. <laughs> she, ready to, she, she ready to put on her ass-kicking boots. All the... The old the, Republic uh, expansion of the, legacy, of the Legends of the Sith, um, that they're going to be making an expansion on the video game for Star Wars The Old Republic. Kathleen uh, Kennedy. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, Garrison, you mentioned Kathleen Kennedy. There is a there is around the Star Wars circles. It is being said that Disney is giving slash George Lucas is giving all creative control to Filoni and Favreau, and that they're removing Kathleen Kennedy from every Star Wars project except for the Acolyte series. Good, get her gone, go, leave. <laughs> I'm just afraid that this is just a rumor, and the reason yeah. it makes me think that because Kathleen Kennedy is no matter how much we bitch and complain about the things that she does she doesn't ever go away she's like cancer and <laughs> we can't get rid of her for no matter oh. how cry, no matter how much we you know just bitch Ooh. and complain meow so wait think- so wait did you say you spelled cancer k a n c e r we are going to get a reputation for being true star wars fans <laughs> And, I, and it's not that I dislike Kathleen Kennedy, you know, because I know that there's always, I mean, it's like hating a ruler, you know what I'm saying? There's all, they always have somebody else in their ear saying this and saying that, and they got other people that they're working with is giving. So it's not all her fault, but she should stop putting her name on everything because it makes it look like it's her fault. <laughs> no, and, and that's a fair point. That is a fair point. She She's done well on the on the television shows. On the television side, she's done pretty well. On the movie side, not so much. The other day I sat back and I watched The Last Jedi again. I think it was on one of the channels I was watching and it came on next and I just watched it. And I was like, you know, this is not really that bad. And then they got to the dark, I mean, to the Luke Skywalker uh, teleportation. I said, man, this is the most garbage I've ever seen ever. Who the hell has the ability to teleport all the way across the entire universe? Well, it's just him being a Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And then he dies. Like, he didn't even die. Like, like, great. Like, they killed Luke Skywalker off like garbage. Like, he just vanished. He teleported. Vanished. they did, and then they just killed him. Like that's not even fair. Luke was dope. It's Luke. He was Luke Skywalker. Slave one. Just, he just died like just instantly. Like y'all couldn't have come up with something better than that. Like really, he just vanished. He just went into the force after because he force projected. And if you're a Legends fan or, or somebody that, that, that likes Legends, you know in the book he force projected like entire spaceships. You know, entire ships, and he died because he force projected himself across. He just died. Like he didn't fight nobody. He didn't. He didn't he do anything. Did, did he ever force project Slave One? No, I don't think. Stop. He <laughs> we're we're, we're going to throw Slave One into every stupid <laughs> segment we're doing. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm like, dude, this is not really that bad of a movie. I'm all watching like, oh, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, there's boring parts. You know, the pacing's a little bit off. But I was like, you know, it's not that bad. And then. Luke dies at the end. I said, that's right there. That's why everybody hates this movie. Right here, this is the dumbest way for a super Jedi to die. Did he who who shall not be named, the director, he who shall not be named, ever give a reason for why Luke died? You think Ryan Johnson wants to explain his actions to us? Like I said, he who shall not be named, save one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that, mercy. That I just was sitting there like, I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, yeah, man. I don't know. This, this is not that bad of a movie. You know, I'm like watching it. And I'm all in. I'm into it. And I'm just like, and it's probably the 10th time I watched it. And then I, it just hit me right when Luke dies. I said, that's why everybody hates this movie. Everybody yes. talks stuff about this movie because the most powerful Jedi in the entire galaxy, the whole point of the first two movies was to find Luke Skywalker. And this is how he dies. Bright, uh, my, a, light bulb just, a light bulb just went off, Kyle. The reason why people hated seven, Han Solo dies. Eight, Luke dies. Nine, Leia dies. That's the reason, that's the reason why the, the greatest actors that's in the why, That's why the sequel trilogies are not well received. I, you, you just hit on something, brother. The movies themselves are not that right. bad. They, they're good movies. I like The Rise of Skywalker. It's the most action-packed Star Wars movie you're going to watch. It's There's so a good. gang of action in there. Like if you're an action person and you like action movies, it's, it's, it's the Fast and the Furious of Star Wars. Ain't nothing but action the whole yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> but then Leia dies. It's like, dude, why is everybody? All the good people, the original <laughs> actors, they killed off all the original actors in the in the sequel trilogy. If you're gonna they do that, they killed Palpatine for a second time in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, in that case. Admiral Akbar needed to be the one on the cruiser that rammed the Star Destroyer with his final breath saying it's a trap instead of some Admiral Haldo. <laughs> there was something else that I had just seen that I wanted to, and I don't know if there's many people that know about the series. I'm trying to find where it was at, but there is a series that's called... Quick, okay. everybody hit StarWars.com. No dead air, no dead air. <laughs> Slave one. Detours. It was an animated series that was created and it was supposed to be put out and Disney decided not to put it out on Disney Plus. And everybody just over the next week go to the Sway Instagram and Lightsaber Radio or uh, Instagram and TikToks and stuff because I'm going to be posting some videos about these because I have them all. They are funny as hell and it's called Star Wars Detour. So if you don't know about it, I'm gonna I'm be posting a bunch of stuff. Where it's hilarious. Nice. And I don't understand why Disney didn't pick it up. I mean, it's like a, a parody of Star Wars animated series, sort of. But it's like over the movies, but it's animated bunnies over mm. uh, animated series. I'm going to be posting a bunch of them on the social medias next week because I want people to be able to know about these things. These things are hilarious. They're funny as hell. Disney Plus should have picked these up. They really should have said, we're going to put these out because they're, they're funny. They are so funny. So uh, a possible topic next week would be looking at some of these parodies after our review of The Bad Batch and maybe discussing some of the animated series because there's a couple things that I want to talk about that's not Bad Batch related, but we'll get there. We got plenty well, of time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. I want to talk about why people don't like the resistance. I Thank you. Resistance That's what I was going to bring up. Yes. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's because it looks like it looks it looks like it's JRPG animation, anime, Japanime, whatever you want to call it, versus what the style of the Bad Batch, Clone Wars, and the other the other the other animated one. Anyway. Rebels. Yes, Rebels. Thank you. Uh, it's because I think it lo it looks more like anime than it does those. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't think it was really that relevant to Star Wars, you know, but other than it was called Star Wars Resistance, I didn't see a lot of, you know, it was just, they were stuck on this. Stuck on this stupid platform, attempting to be a spy in the, in the middle between yeah. six and seven. What? Yeah, it was, it, I just didn't see the relevancy, but it, overall for uh, the, the series, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I, I liked it. So, okay. so are, are we ready for to, yeah, oh, Charlie's oh. Impossible Quiz? Right. Do it. <clears throat> I, I, have a, I have a feeling that 
She's going to stomp us, and I'm going to be stomped by you guys, but we'll see. Here at Lightsaber Radio, we are blessed to have uh, Kyle, Mark, and Garrison, who are what I would consider hardcore Star Wars fans. Like, I think you guys know all of the weird facts and all of the odd stuff. So I'm going to ask you some supposedly impossible Star Wars questions. Okay. First person to stick their hand up. <laughs> Luke's aunt and uncle, what was their job on Tatooine? Garrison? Moisture farmers. Moisture farmer, I, correct. Mark, oh, I'm so sorry. Hand. I'm so sorry, I didn't see your hand up. Good job, G. Oh, this is a good one. Which character is partially named after George Lucas's son? Kyle? Skywalker. No. Oh, shit. Anyone else? Come on. Right, no one gets it. Dexter Jetster, there we go. Who the oh, hell? God, no. Actually, actually, he's part of uh, Red Squadron. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that Obi-Wan talks to in the canteen with all of the arms. Oh, that guy? Oh, that guy. wait, Dexter. Dex. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like I said, okay. she's going to stomp us. Which species stole the plans to the Death Star? Mark? The Bothans. Yes. Are we keeping score here? It is. It is one apiece so far. Because I think that might be my only one. What? This is quite a tough one. What was the original name of the first Star Wars movie when it went into production? Uh, oh. I know this. Five, four, uh, I three, swear I've heard it. Two. One. Go for it. I don't know. Right, no. Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Starkiller. I knew that. I knew, I knew it was Adventures of Luke. I couldn't remember Starkiller. I knew the part. I knew it was Starkiller, <laughs> but I couldn't remember the first part. Uh, oh, this one's a bit easier. Come okay, on, well, well, before you get there, I'm suffering from CRS disease. Can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> what does ATAT stand for? Mark? All-terrain armored. Oh. I Transport, oh, transport. Yes. Jeez. Let's go. He's ah. currently in the lead with two points. Um, ah. What odds does C-3PO give Han for successfully navigating the asteroid field? Kyle? Uh, 100 million to one. No. One. Some seven digit number. <laughs> no. The 10 million yeah. to one? Nope. Uh, three thousand. Oh, 3,720 to one. 20 to one, yeah. Oh, star, uh, far out. That, that, that's whenever they're going to the asteroid field, isn't it? I have to ask this because it's relevant. What's the name of Boba Fett's ship? Sleep one! <laughs> point Mark! Point ISR! Point Star Wars fan! Slave one! It's Boba ship now. Three points. Boba Fett's starship. That's what it is now. So all, both, both get points on that one. True. <laughs> right. Two more questions. What day is Wookiee Life Day and where did we first learn about the holiday? There is a specific date that was mentioned in the Unmentionable Holiday Special. Yes, there, there is. It's... Five, four, Jeez. three, two, one. Anybody? No. Uh, November the 12th. I remember uh, it was November. I couldn't no, November the, the 17th. I was wrong there. November the 17th. Oh, flip the seventeenth. That's the day before my birthday. How are you wrong and you have the answer? <laughs> I know. I have a good relationship. She can't read her own scribble. <laughs> okay, one more, one more, one more. Because Mark is currently winning. Oh, Who's no. the only Rebel pilot to survive all three movies in the original trilogy? Where's Antilles? Luke Skywalker. I all got that one. Yeah, Kyle. Because he didn't raise his hand. Girl. Uh, actually, that's uh, actually. No, you good. I, I actually just saw that one too. I just saw uh, okay, well, I've got one for everybody, except but actually I can't say it because I give it earlier. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. You are our winner. You are the Star Wars champion. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, <those are> the <laughs> 
Yeah, that, 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 that was a million to one shot, kid. Let's brag this thing and go home. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody have anything else? Uh, I don't. No. Don't get rid of slave one. Don't, yeah, don't don't give in to slave one. Don't do it. So are, are we going to have another round of impossible questions next week there, Miss Charlie? I'd love to. I'll gather a couple more together because that was really fun. You need to brush up on your Star Wars knowledge. Everybody does. So, uh, what, so yeah. what member of the Bad Batch were you, Garrison? I was tech. Oh, I need to take the quiz. <gasps> okay. Take the quiz out. You need so, to so you're, that quiz again. So you're Sid. You're, you're not even part of the Bad Batch. I'll send it to you. Hey, come on. Yeah, I don't even remember getting it. I emailed it and put it in the chat. I but took it, it twice for posterity, and I am both hunter and tech. So I reckon I'd be hunter. That's my guess, but I, I'm yeah. excited to take it. Uh, I'm probably going to be wrecker. I, I was going to say, yeah, I think, I was I think say. Kyle will be Darth Wrecker. <laughs> 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 all right, la- all right, lady and gents, this has been fun. This has been amazing. Thank you, everybody. Slave one. Um, <laughs> so. If, if nobody has anything else, we'll wrap it up. And thank y'all so much. It's been a pleasure as always. May All Slave right. One be with you. May the Slave One, <laughs> yes, may the Slave One be with you. Nice, Garrison, nice, like it. Okay, everybody have an amazing week. Uh, whenever you hear this, it'll be past the 4th of July for the Americans. Have, we hope you had a safe and happy 4th of July. And may the Slave One be with you. <laughs> may the Slave One be with you. Thank you for listening to LSR. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you will be notified when we release a new episode. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give some feedback, feel free to email us at lightsaberradio at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you consume your podcast. It really does help. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the force be with you.